Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Yeah, absolutely. So when you get your lab test, what do you guys look for in the lab test without giving away too much information on what you guys do? What what do you guys get with that lab test when you come back? What are you looking for in that soil? Oh, sure. So primarily, uh, we're looking for pH mm-hmm. first and foremost, right? Yep. If your pH is not in the right range, you're just not going to be able to grow grass. Now, you know, it should be somewhere between six and, and seven you know, sometimes, you know, some are a little bit more alkaline and, and you know, get up to 7.2 and still have an okay, you know, turf stand. But uh, that's first and foremost what we're seeing. We're correcting for that. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you coming. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where I help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. We have a special guest here on the line we're doing it old school today which i love doing this this is fun craig welcome to around the house yeah thanks for having me thanks man i appreciate it we are having a great summer here at least in my part of the country and of course the radio show goes across the u.s and the podcast is international but you have changed lawn care and i love this Thank you. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, <laughs> that's some lofty words. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much I've, I've changed it um, per se, but uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a different way uh, to, to go about, you know, tending to your lawn uh, for your average homeowner. And, you know, for, for a long time, lawn care has been, you know, largely the same for the last 40 years, you've kind of had the same options and, and now it's kind of growing and evolving into something new, which is, which is really interesting. Well, what I love about your system is, and the first thing, you know, when I first looked at it, I'm like, all right, cool. It's a, it's a, a lawn care program for people to take care of the lawns. That's big. And then I went, okay, they're doing the one thing you guys are doing. The one thing that's always been a pet peeve of mine is you have soil testing in the mix, which to me is like the basis of everything, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, all of our customers that sign up, the first thing we do is we give them a soil test because you know, that was one of the things you're right. That was kind of the big problem was you go to this big box store and you just stare at a rack of fertilizers and you really have no idea, you know, what you're doing <laughs> there and, and what to get and what not to get. Um, and really it all starts with knowing, you know, what your, what nutrients are deficient in your soil. Um, so we start with that. It's, it's, you know, standard with every box. First and foremost, we get your plan. We'll customize you know, your, uh, your plan for you. And then we'll send you that product mix going forward. That's going to make up for those deficiencies and kind of help your long drive. Yeah. And that way, you know, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You could have, you could be living out in a more desert community and have a sandy soil. You could be living in the forest and have this super acidic soil. And you don't know until that test comes back, what your problems are. Oh, completely. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're all over the map, right. And, 
depending on, on where you live, you know, there's certain types of soil, like you said, but even within, you know, you, you could have a totally different soil structure than your neighbor, right? And just, just because of, you know, years of kind of tending to your lawn, you know, differently. So it, it really is all important and you can't cover it with a big blanket and say, well, you know, because you're, you know, in the North, we're going to give you this kind of program. You have to really dial it into exactly uh, every lawn. Well, that's what I like you've done with Lombright, because I think it's just really smart to give somebody, okay, a basis. I need to do this so my so my lawn is healthier. And we waste so much of running down to that home improvement store. You see the pallets sitting out there, fertilizer, and people just walk up because I've done the same thing over the years. Walk up and go, ah, I think I'm watering my lawn enough. I have no idea what's going on. That bag looks cool and it's on sale. Great. And then throw in their lawn expecting a miracle. Exactly. Right. Or, oh, it's, it's summer. So I'm going to buy the summer blend or it's fall. So I'm going to get the fall stuff. Um, but it really just totally doesn't work that way. And what we find is that most people do get it wrong, right? You, you really do have to, you know, put in the time and effort to learn about this stuff in advance. And, and then, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's not exactly a science. It's not an art. It's kind of a craft, right? And if you can do it properly, it takes years and and you'll get there eventually. But a lot of people just don't have the time uh, to invest in, in making sure they do it right. So, you know, all our products are, um, you know, all, all organic and, and natural. So there's nothing really, you don't have to worry about any harsh chemicals going into your lawn. And that was another piece of it as well, is that we did find that a lot of this, especially new homeowners coming into the market, uh, really cared about what was going on in their lawn. Uh, and they, they didn't want any of that stuff that had been on there previously in the traditional sort of fertilizer market. And that's great because, you know, there's so many issues out there with, you know, with kids and pets and everything else in the lawn. Why not put something in there that's at least organic so at least you know what's going into the lawn? Exactly, yeah. So all of our um, all of our ingredients are all sourced sustainably. They're all things you can pronounce, right? They're all, you know, kelp and molasses and cedar oil. Um, and they're all things that are actually beneficial to the microbiome in your lawn, which is some things that uh, traditional fertilizers don't take into account at all. Like you can go buy a bag of, you know, fertilizer from, from Home Depot. It's going to make your lawn look great, but it's not going to actually feed your soil. And over time, you're going to need more input. So you're going to need more fertilizer and more water just to get the same results because the microbiome is actually dying off. Um, but what yeah. we're doing is we're taking a soil first approach and we're making sure that all of that stuff stays in there and actually thrives. Um, so over time, it's kind of like the opposite. So over time, uh, you'll get a much better result off of, uh, off of the Lombrite program. Yeah, and a healthier lawn like that uses less water in the long run, correct? Oh, completely. Yeah. So I, I was actually just listening to your, you know, how to save water. Um, and yeah, getting a rain sensor on your irrigation stops on the list, but also it's the inputs that you put into your lawn, right? And how you can um, kind of adjust that over time and making sure that you're putting something into your lawn that's not going to require you to, you know, go out and, and, you know, buy more fertilizer or add more. You know, water to it continuously. Yeah, and that's great. And by the way, what happened to off-the-shelf fertilizer prices? I did a, a segment <laughs> for my TV show, and I ran down to the home improvement show, store just to get a few small bags. And I'm talking like the little tiny stuff if I had like a little condo lawn or something out front. And mm -hmm. I walked out of there with like three tiny bags for 70 bucks, and I'm like, 
what happened to fertilizer pricing? Because it's like five times at my stores here what it was three years ago. Oh, completely. Yeah. And and it was actually, again, like all things, right? It was kind of the pandemic that had the effect. Um, na- uh, synthetic nitrogen. It used to be really, really cheap. And now if you yeah. go buy a bag, right, 30% or more of that bag is going to be synthetic nitrogen. But the price is, in the last couple of years has gone through the roof. Um, yeah. So... That's a, you know, that's a huge problem. So that obviously that drives up the price of, you know, fertilizers across the board. Um, now the nice thing about us is we're not as price sensitive to that. We, we actually use some of the lowest content of nitrogen, um, in any fertilizer plant that I've seen out there. So we are, are, you know, sort of much less exposed to, to that pricing change. Well, and that's kind of the, 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 I don't know, I don't want to call it the secret or the, the perceived advantage of the off the store shelf fertilizers, because it seems that those things are maybe not healthy for your lawn, but they make you feel good because they just dump a bunch of spot nitrogen on there. That's going to be in there for three or four weeks. Your lawn gets nice green and thick because you've just overfed it, it seems. And then you're like, Hey, wait a minute. I got to put more on it again. Oh yeah, completely. So you're, you're going to be feeding it. Uh, a lot more often, and you're also going to need to feed it at the wrong time. So, uh, you know, part of part of the system that we have is, is letting you know exactly when to put on exactly which products. Um, because if yeah. you get that wrong, and if you put on a high dose of nitrogen right now in the summer, it's really muggy where I am in, in Massachusetts. You know, you are going to have significant problems right telling the lawn to grow that does not want to grow. Um, yeah. So it's going to be more susceptible to fungus and more susceptible to disease, and you're actually going to cause more problems uh, than you intended. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be talking with Craig from Lawnbright. But if you want to find out more about Around the House, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com, and that's where you can find out so much more about the radio show, podcast, and television show. Around the House, we'll be right back. around the house show where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education we've been talking lawn care with craig ceo and founder of lawn bright but uh, this actual episode is brought to you by rootquencher.com if you're wanting to have that beautiful trees plants shrubs head to rootquencher.com where they put the water right at the roots so you're not wasting water and you have healthier trees and plants. Now let's get back to the discussion about lawn care and how their testing and fertilizer is going to leave you a much greener lawn. Right now in the summer, it's really muggy where I am in, in Massachusetts. You, know, you are going to have significant problems right? telling the lawn to grow that does not want to grow. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be more susceptible to fungus and more susceptible to disease. And you're actually going to cause more problems uh, than you intended. And yeah, and that makes, again, then you're, then you're tossing naturally. What you do is you go, oh, it needs more water. It needs more fertilizer. And you just keep making it worse and worse as you're kind of chasing your tail. If I understand that correctly. Oh, completely. Yeah. So you're, you're going to, 
again, and then you're going to stop and say, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to call one of the, you know, the, the you know, national long companies in there yep. and they're going to do, you know, largely the same thing. They just, you know, they have the knowledge and they understand, you know, what's going on in your lawn, but you know, the inputs are going to be the same and, and you're, you're going to be spending a whole lot more now, right. To yeah. try to do something that you tried to do yourself. So we're trying to actually take DIY lawn care and take kind of the guesswork out of it and say, you know, we got, we got the hard parts, right. We can give you the, the, the right stuff to put on your lawn and we can inform you and instruct you on when it is to put it on. And then you don't have to you know, spend, people are spending 1500, you know, thousands of dollars on their yeah. uh, lawns every year going to these, uh, to these companies. And, and by the way, good luck trying to cancel one because <laughs> they, you know, I've heard horror stories. Where it's like they trying to cancel the anyway. gym membership, right? Yeah, you're right. You have to tell them you moved to like a different country uh, <laughs> to actually get them to cancel. <laughs> well, so I, I'll tell you this. I saw this uh, uh, probably four or five years ago. I watched my neighbor across the street from me at my previous house. And they had one of the, we'll call it a green lawn care company come over there. And I'm not talking about the uh, like organic green, but just one of those green companies out there. Knocked <laughs> on the door, came in, talked to them a little bit. Signed up for the care service. The guy runs out, grabs the truck hose, and then just starts spraying. And I'm like, you didn't even look at the soil. Right. And I'm right. not sure what you're paying uh, for at that point. Exactly. Well, you're you're paying for someone to come on your lawn and, and do that that work. Right. I had a very similar experience. I bought my first house 10 years ago. Really didn't have much of an idea of you know what I was doing at all. Yeah, and said, okay, let's you know, let's call one of these services. Um, called them out, got a good, you know, the, the the consult was very good. It gave me a lot of confidence. And then, you know, a week later, a teenager shows up in a van and, and sprays something. I don't even know what it is on my lawn. Right. Sticks one of those yellow signs in there and then takes off. It was all of five minutes. And I was thinking, like, what did it, what just happened here? <laughs> right? Like, so. I, you know, quickly I said, you know, this isn't going to work for me and that's not how I want to do this. And then started looking into these, um, two alternatives that were out there and found, you know, there's, there's not really much. Right. Yeah. And there wasn't at the time, uh, and, and for a good, almost, you know, it's been almost 10 years now, uh, that until very recently, I guess this is a, uh, a market that has been, I hate to use the word disrupted, right? Yeah. Um, but in this case, it does kind of apply because it, it has been stagnant for so long that uh, it's good to see some of these alternatives coming in there uh, and, and kind of taking a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. So when you get your lab test, what do you guys look for in the lab test without giving away too much information on what you guys do? What, what do you guys get with that lab test when you come back? What are you looking for in that soil? Oh, sure. So primarily, uh, we're looking for pH mm -hmm. first and foremost, right? Yep. If your pH is not in the right range, you're just not going to be able to grow grass. Now, you know, it should be somewhere between six and, and seven. You know, sometimes, you know, some are a little bit more alkaline and, and, you know, you can get up to 7.2 and still have an okay, you know, turf stand. But, uh, that's first and foremost, what we're seeing, we're correcting for that. And then we're looking for, uh, we're looking for things like phosphorus a, a lot of people we see a lot of high phosphorus especially people that have been doing diy lawn care yeah. um because they're going to go out and they're going to buy that starter fertilizer and they're going to just mm -hmm. keep throwing it down um when they're you know growing new grass and whatever so that's way off the charts usually so the, the, the first thing we do is say okay you know we're not going to 
supply you with a whole lot of, of phosphorus in your lawn. If it needs it, of course we will, but you know, we're going to assume that it's high. Most of the time we do find out that it's high and then we dial it back to almost nothing. So yeah. we really try to go no phosphorus, um, which is also, you know, so much better for, you know, runoffs and, and rivers and streams and watersheds as well. Um, yeah, because that, that phosphorus is, is very quickly, uh, is going to run off and, and you know, cause problems. Uh, we're, we're looking for potassium, right? Because that is, the source of, of plant immunity. So yep. um, we want to make sure that that's healthy. And, you know, all of our, our product mix have a, have a good amount of potassium in them um, and sea kelp in particular, which we, uh, which we really want to uh, include if we can. Uh, and, and, you know, from, from there, it's looking at things like you know, organic content. Uh, we want to make sure that there is uh, going to be enough, you know, soil life in there to actually support uh, your turf. So you know, most of the time we find out that that's low as well, because as, as we talked about earlier, you know, most people come to us after using a lot of synthetic lawn care for, you know, decades in some cases. And yeah. what we find is that, you know, there is not much. So we're going to inject a lot of uh, humates and substances to make sure that these customers have, you know, that soil structure that can support the land. You know, that's great because it's, it's so crazy how that works. I mean, and you'll notice the the pH get really off if you've got like if you're you know any place where you've got like large you know uh, pine or fir trees things like that that are always dropping stuff in the lawn that seems to be in my experience and I've lived in the desert I've lived in the mountains it seems to be one of the biggest things that mess with my lawn care is uh, you know those trees dropping stuff into the lawn and creating that. Uh, that soil pH to be way off. And then it seems like it doesn't matter how much nitrogen or other stuff at it, that it just won't absorb into the lawn. Yeah. It's really tough when you start getting into low. And, and, you know, I have the same problem in my yard. It's half my, my yard is you know, covered by these enormous pine trees and they are always dropping uh, their needles. And so, you know, that part of the lawn, and it is called a sort of a, a microclimate, right? On your lawn, it needs a different, um, you know, source of nutrients mm -hmm. to make sure that that's thriving. So we, we are taking that, you know, into account with all of our plans as well is, you know, making sure that customers are getting an accurate reading by taking the soil sample from you know, multiple parts of their yard. And then, you know, we're kind of synthesizing that and, and you know, producing a plan that's, that's right for them. That's great. Yeah. And that makes such a big difference. And, and then you're not spending money on fertilizer that you don't need. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm seeing out there, as I'm sure what co helped cause you to create this, this company is that, uh, is that people have, are either way under fertilizing or way over fertilizing their lawns. Don't go anywhere around the house. We'll be right back after these important messages.
Welcome back to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. If you want to find out more about us, head over to social media. You can find us on Facebook, Around the House show. And don't forget to join our closed group. That is Around the House Nation. That is where we can uh, maybe help you answer those questions in a group format that is safe. We patrol it really well. So it's a great place for you to post up those projects you're working on and answer those questions you might have that you're stuck on with a whole group of experts. Some of them you've probably seen on national TV. Now let's get back to Craig from Lawn Bright and start solving those lawn care problems about that lawn and why it's not the greenest in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. And, and actually most, most people that we find are, are way over fertilizing and they are drastically underwatering um, their lawn actually, or they're just kind of watering uh, incorrectly. And yeah. so we, we do have to, that's, that's also part of our approach as well is that we help them, you know, dial in their irrigation and, and we have a automated text platform that's going to say, Hey, look, it's going to be you know really, really wet this week. Uh, you know, take your irrigation back and, you know, you, you make sure you get an inch total to an inch and a half um, of water and, and sort of guides them because, you know, part of it is what you do. Part of it is, is, you know, what you put on your lawn, right? About yeah. half of it is, is, is the, the inputs that you turn into your lawn. And then the other half is all those cultural practices, things like mowing and irrigation that, you know, people don't really entirely you know, think of when they, they think of, of, you know, what's going to actually help the lawn. So, we are we are also um, you know very much uh, involved in kind of getting that right as well and, and making sure customers kind of right size their uh, their plans with uh, with those cultural practices. Well, it's smart, and I've talked about this on my show before, and I'm going to talk about it uh, again soon. But I tell you what, it's one of those things that we have a problem out here on the West Coast that is kind of in our climate, and it's it's the culture out here. Is that if you drive down the cities of Maybe it's Portland, maybe it's Seattle, maybe it's San Francisco. You will see some houses will be caring for their lawns and other houses in the summertime will let them go just absolutely white dormant until wintertime when we get into rainy season on the West Coast and Mm -hmm. we see those rains. But the problem that we're starting to see is, is those homes now are much more susceptible to the wildfires and the fires that we have because... They have this massive white flammable surface on the front and back side of their homes that if there's a, a fire a half a mile away, you can have fire spread pretty quickly because of the lack of lawn care. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really interesting point. Um, it is and it's funny because most people think of, you know, taking carbon out of the air and they think of trees. Um, but lawns especially are able to do that as well. And, and it's actually in a stable environment, right? Trees are much better, right? At, sure. at scrubbing, you know, CO2, but in an unstable environment, which is what we're you know, seeing now and, and, and going forward, uh, you want to make sure that you have a, a nice barrier, right? Around, around your house. And if you don't have a lawn that is actively growing and, and, you know, being able to take in moisture. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. Most of the time, you know, you get advice that says, you know, just let your lawn go dormant and it'll come back in the fall. Um, what we're seeing now is lawns are going dormant and they're dying and yeah. not coming back uh, in the fall. And even, even when it's dormant, right, you still have to give them some water uh, yeah. to be able to survive. So uh, it, it is, it, you know, it, I can see, especially out west there, it's, uh, it can get pretty dicey. 
Yeah, and it's just one of those things. Why put something flammable up near your house? And uh, you know, you want to protect that biggest investment that you have. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I'm really trying to educate the public out there as well on the West Coast. That hey, guys, um, let's make sure that uh, let's make sure we're keeping that in a safe manner. It doesn't have to be perfectly green, but let's let's keep it so it's maintained and it's healthy, and that you're doing okay with it. So everybody is is uh, is safe because the last thing you want to do is is be spreading your house fire over the neighbors because you just failed to maintain your lawn. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and really it doesn't take much, right? It, it's not, it's not that hard to do. Uh, it, it doesn't take much time. It's just a matter of kind of, if you're going to DIY it, you know, just getting out there, uh, you know, our, our plans, we have you know, six applications per year. Each application takes about 10 minutes and it's all liquid. You just spray it on. Uh, you, you just basically need a hose. Um, so it's, it's fairly straightforward and it's fairly easy to, to be able to handle this. Nice. That is great. And, and do you guys have any, so you have an app that goes with that as well, or a text program? How does that work on the technology side that you mentioned? Cause again, I haven't used your program yet. Yeah, it's, um, it's all text. So we don't, we don't make you download an app. It's all text cool. based. Um, every customer that, that signs on for a lawn plan for a subscription lawn plan, uh, they get access to the number um, and they can receive text alerts. So it's going to monitor, um, it, it uses an API, weather API, it uses conditions in their zip code because what's so important is, you know, things that are going on like air temperature, right, mm-hmm. and, and precipitation, but soil temperature as well is super important. And we find a lot of people will waste products because they're applying them at the wrong time of year and they're applying Ooh. them when, you know, it's still, you know, very early in the season. So you want to throw down a pre-emergent, you know, most people say, well, March and April. Well, that's a huge swath of time, right? Yeah. So our, our system is going to make sure that we're monitoring those soil temps. And when it's the right time, we'll send you the box, of course. Mm-hmm. And when it's the right time, you're going to get a text alert. This is, Hey, you know, time to apply your pre-emergent now. Um, you know, your soil, soil temps are in the right window for the next couple of weeks. Um, so we really want to make sure that we're optimizing uh, when customers are doing that as well. And that's something that I'm, I haven't really seen either out there is that a lot of, you know, a lot of these um, things that you're going to buy are going to tell you, you know, put them down in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> well, spring, spring, spring is very different. You know, your spring is different than my spring and you know, March is different than, you know, late May. Yeah. But, uh, so, so we really want to make sure that we're, we're dialing in, you know, exactly when, uh, is the right time uh, to put these things on and, you know, how much as well. Um, so you know, each of our plants are, are going to be, you know, right size to that, uh, to that lawn. Well, it's smart because if you're in, you know, um, let's say you're in Kansas and it's, you know, 72 degrees in springtime in April and you're hours North in North Dakota and they still have snow in the ground. The the March April doesn't work when you just put a blanket statement on the side of a bag. Exactly, exactly. You um, know, that's cool. I like that, that. And that's part. And that's another reason why people are kind of wasting money, right? Is that they're they're going to put it down. It's by that time that you actually need it. It's going to have zero effect. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's that's not good for the soil. It's not good for the environment. And um, I like that. So how do people? So is this an annual subscription that how does that work for the, for people that are going, Hey, maybe this is my way to do deal with lawn care. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's an annual subscription. Um, and you, you go to our site, you, you take the quiz and we'll, so we'll ask you, you know, 
how big is it is your lawn and of course you can you can you know use the little um sizing tool that we have uh answer a couple questions you know do you have bare patches or whatever and we will you know organize a program for you right there that you can then you know check it out and and uh and purchase and then you know a week later or so you'll get your soil test kit and you might even get some products depending on what time of the year it is but yeah it, it does renew you know annually um uh, for as long as you, uh, as long as you have the subscription. Nice. And then, then you're off the run and you got the best lawn in the neighborhood. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, Craig, is there anything else we haven't touched on today? Is there something that I've missed? No, I, I think you, you, you pretty much got it all. You know, it's, uh, great to, uh, great to have this conversation with you. I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of the bits of it. Absolutely. So where's the best place for people to find you? If they're like, man, I am going to do my lawn care differently. Yeah, they go to getlawnbright.com. You can find us on Instagram at at lawnbright uh, and Facebook there as well at lawnbright. All right, Craig, thanks for coming on today. Everybody check out Lawnbright. This is a different way of caring for your lawn, and it sounds like it's a lot healthier for it too. Thanks for coming on today, Craig. Around the House, we'll be right back after these important messages. One more segment left just as soon as Around the House returns. show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education we've been talking a lawn care this hour and i really wanted to kind of wrap it around with exterior power equipment here because it's such a big discussion and uh you know it's interesting because i have been going with a battery route for a number of years because quite frankly i wanted to test it i wanted to see what the weaknesses and what the good points and the bad points were with it and i I will say that I have now moved to a completely gasoline-free system, and I've done that for about four years now. And let's talk a little bit about that because I tell you what, it is something that has made life easier and has given me extra storage in my storage area for my tools, which I like. So let's talk about it a little bit. There's a lot of different brands out there. And when we talk brands, you can go anything from what you're seeing with Milwaukee or DeWalt or Makita. All the major tool brands now have their own OPE or outdoor power equipment that goes goes with it. And to be honest, traditionally, those things started out pretty rough. Um, that first generation DeWalt lawnmower was, was a nightmare if you had wet grass. And... I was not impressed with it, and I saw some videos of friends of mine where it would do 10 feet and shut down because it overheated, so they had some struggles with that, but now there's a lot of different stuff out there where people are making some great stuff. However, you know, if you've got a small yard, I think going that route is is really smart. You know, if you've already got the battery technology, if you're already a, a DeWalt or a Makita or, you know, a, a Milwaukee person then enjoy it. Go use that. You've already got the batteries. It's a good savings, and it's going to do something that's going to be decent for you. If you are much more into your lawn and have a larger lawn, this is where I would start looking at some of the companies out there like Greenworks or Ego or any of those others. Because, you know, if you look at Ego, for instance, 
those guys have done a really great job on creating lawnmowers that work really well. And it doesn't matter if you have a huge lawn or just a smaller lawn, they have got a lawnmower for you. And to be honest, they exceed the power of gas. So that's the cool part with this. And and let's talk about that for a minute because I think it's really important. You know, it's here's a great example. So what happens is, is you've got this battery power. And when you've got a gas lawnmower, when it loads up, it bogs down and it stalls. But what happens is, is these lawnmowers these days have a little computer built in the side of these things. And so what happens is they can put more amperage at the blade for you to power through those, you know, with either a turbo mode or whatever to help you gain more power to get that lawn mode. So that thick area, maybe that that was getting a little more water than everything else or anything like that is pretty impressive how that will work. And now... You can get in, for instance, like the Ego, they've got their uh, Power 42 Z6 Zero Turn Mower. I mean, this thing is crazy how well it works. So it is basically the equivalent of 22 horsepower, reaches up the speeds of eight miles per hour, and you can cut up to two and a half acres on a single charge with the four 12 amp power batteries. And so... Fully expandable, you can add more batteries to cut three, four, or five acres as needed. So really, that's a big lawn, guys. And that's the cool part with that is that you can go out there, take those batteries, throw them on your charger, and be ready to go. And so that one has, uh, on a single charge, you can cut two and a half acres with four included 56-volt, 12-amp-hour arc lithium batteries. That's pretty solid. And uh, that has four independent brushless motors. See where I'm getting at right there. That is really a good way to go. And then when you get into all the other products, from the leaf blowers to the, uh, you know, the fans, the the portable power, the multi-head systems, the chainsaws, the hedge trimmers, the pull saws, edgers, all of that stuff. You know, snow blowers, which is great. Now, here's the one thing I would say with the snow blowers that you have to be careful with. And this is one thing that I've noticed with some of the snowblowers is you need to be a little careful in extreme cold weather. You know what happens with batteries in cold weather? They don't work as well. So these are things that you need to take a look at. I am not the biggest fan, unless you're just going out to clean the driveway or something like that real quick. If you're going to tackle a big project, really pay attention to what happens to batteries when it gets that cold outside. Especially if you're in you know one of the northern states, North Dakota, you know, northern New York, that might not work as well as you think. But, you know, when you get into riding lawnmowers, for instance, let's go to Greenworks for a second. They have a 60-volt, 42-inch, what they call their crossover Z t- zero-turn, and that has six 8-amp-hour eight eight batteries with it. So that can cut up to 2.5 acres, and it has 10% more power than a 22-horsepower gas zero-turn mower. And that's a 42-inch cut deck, you know, on that. So, again, you can turn around and power 75-plus tools with that battery. And that's just in the 60-volt system. So, you think about it. There are a lot of options here. And you can really get after your lawn care with a battery. And um, I'm sold. All of my friends that I have turned over on that, too, have been sold. I have not had one friend that I've went, hey, take a look at it, see what you think. 
I've not had one single friend go, oh, that was a bad idea. They have been very happy. I mean, I've even got a uh, battery-powered Greenworks pressure washer, which I think is awesome because I can take that out. If you're on a boat and you're going to clean your boat and it's out on the lake, it's out on the river, you can take that thing out there, drop the hose into the lake, into the river, use the battery power and clean off the outside of the boat real quick and get that cleaned up. You can clean the dock off with it. You don't have to run that stuff out. So it's pretty impressive how it works. And uh, they work really well. I mean, it's not going to be the heaviest duty pressure washer, but that's okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do this for a professional thing. But it's a, you know, a sixty on the sixty volt one. That's a three thousand psi two gallon per minute with the uh, two five amp hour batteries. So it's really cool how that works. So again, don't be afraid of the battery powers out there. They will give you all that you want. But here's the thing, buy the right system. For instance, with Greenworks, they have different battery battery voltage systems. So they have their 24 volt, which is the smaller stuff, right? I wouldn't buy that to do a big lawn. I would get up into the 60 or the 80 volt. If you've got just your tiny lawn, 24 volt will probably work. You've got a tiny to small lawn, then go into the 40 volt. To be honest, 60 volt is great. Uh, I've got a lot of 60 volt. It works out really well. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a great one. You can step up to the 80 volt, but uh, it doesn't matter if you've got a backpack blower or one of the handheld ones or the lawnmower. My lawnmower takes two batteries. I can mow. Uh, I've got a smaller lawn right now until I put my backyard in, but I tell you what, that thing I can mow all month with that battery. So that's the cool thing. So take a look at your lawn care out there. Buy the brand that you like. If you've got the, you know, power equipment that is your stuff that you've got that matches your tool brand, like it's Craftsman or any of those, don't be afraid of it. They have come a long ways, and uh, I think you'll do fine. And I have no problem with using gas stuff. I don't have any electric vehicles. I don't have anything like that. For me, it made sense. And the thing that I liked about the lawnmower is that the lawnmower will fold up and go into your storage area on end. So now you're not taking up all that space. And so it's really easy how that works. And there's so much quieter. Oh my gosh, I can't stand the gas powered leaf blowers out there. Cause I know I'm irritating somebody's barbecue. I know if I, when I had mine that uh, my neighbors are going, gosh, there's that dang leaf blower again. When I've got the electric one, it's quiet and it's not disturbing my neighbors. And that's something cool. And uh, I don't have to wear earplugs either. I can just go out and knock it out. And I use that thing from everything for cleaning off the driveway to cleaning out the gutters to uh, drying off the convertible before we go take it out after I've washed it. So take a look at your outdoor power equipment. If you're thinking about replacing it, you know, these are the times right now, kind of the summertime. As we get into July and August, now is the time to start looking at this stuff because you're starting to get to the what I would call the end of the season. So uh, this is where you're going to see closeouts. This is where you're going to see sales. This is where the home centers and tool companies get into a little bit of a panic. And they go, oh my gosh, we got too much inventory. Time to blast it out. And that's where you start seeing the sales. So take advantage of those sales. Uh, As long as you go before Labor Day, you'll have a good selection. Once we hit Labor Day, you know, in a couple months, 
that's where things will start disappearing. All right, everybody. Well, this is the end of this hour. We've got a great one coming up with exterior decking. And uh, make sure you head us up on social media, Around the House Show. And uh, if you head over to Around the House online, you can see my 100-plus videos now that we have up there of uh, Around the House television show where we've got so many DIY tips and tricks that you can check out anytime. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. I appreciate you tuning in. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.